0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law.
1: Welcome to another off-season edition of Fantasy Football Today DFS. My name is Sia at Sia and we are continuing our off-season series highlighting DFS, game theory, strategy, and player analysis. Last week, you know, we had Chris Spags on. Well, this week, we are talking best ball yet again. We're going to do a live best ball draft on Underdog today, right now. And I brought a couple of heavy hitters with me. Uh, let's start with Frank Stample. Frank, how is it going
2: Oh man, it's going. It's a a busy time right now hosting the baseball Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. It's my wedding week, so there's just so much going on, but in the midst of all that, we're ramping up for football, doing a bunch of best ball drafts right now, and I've got to just thank you, Sia, for the job that you've done over the past couple months hosting this podcast, Uh, but if you don't mind, can I intro today's guest? We have a little bit of history together.
1: Frank, by all means. It's your show right now. Let's go.
2: All right. What kind of history do we have? Well, we went to high school together. I can tell you that this man hates peanut butter and oranges. One might consider us former best friends forever. You can find his work over at NFL Fantasy and on the NFL Network. You can also listen to him on Roto Baller on Sirius XM Fantasy. He is Michael F. Florio. What is going on, Mikey? How you doing?
3: I'm so happy to be joining you today, Frank. I so so much so that I had dental proceed like a dental procedure two hours ago. I might sound a little funny as I'm talking, but there was no way I could not come on the show with you today, especially if I could say so, you know, on your wedding week. I, I have to come do the show.
2: Wedding week. I appreciate it, buddy. We're going to get it done. We're going to have an awesome draft here. C and I are going to share the team together. So hopefully there's a bunch of fighting and chaos and it'll make for good content. But make sure you follow Mike on Twitter at Michael F. Florio. All right. See ya. Take it away. It's yours.
1: Yeah, so we're going to do a best ball draft. Um, Let me just tell you how it's going to go. You can, of course, watch this on YouTube or you obviously listen to the podcast as well. But here are the details of the draft. It's a half PPR and super flex, which means you have a starting quarterback, but can also have a second QB in your flex spot. Uh, The rest of the starting lineup features two running backs, three wide receivers and one tight end. This is also one of those bigger tournaments where you play the first 14 weeks and then the playoffs are weeks 15 through 17. We got to pay attention, like we learned last week with Chris Bags, to week. 17 in particular Um, and again speaking of Chris uh, Spags if you missed that best ball primer you can obviously catch that Uh, it was last week's episode and uh, it's a 20 round draft it's super flex so we're going to go a couple extra rounds 20 round draft 30 second shot clock and it should take only you know 40 to 45 minutes so lock in with us uh, and let's see uh, let's see how it all works out
2: all right we've we're waiting for one more person to join this draft and then we'll be up and running here again doing a live draft on underdog fantasy we've done a few of these already too uh, full transparency i have a group chat with a few of my buddies florio is part of it and you know every couple of days we just join another draft it's just like we have this endless <laughs> list of drafts going on right now best ball leagues um mike is there i'll putting you on the spot is there a a player a team that you find yourself gravitating towards most early on here in the uh, in the best ball draft season
3: In the Superflex or just in in best ball? Yeah, let's go Superflex. The Chargers are one that I've definitely... You need like a top two pick, but uh, in in the I've done two Superflex drafts, both with you uh, on underdog. And the one where I have Herbert, I have Mike Williams. uh, I think I have another Charger. I think so. uh, But yeah, I just... The Chargers to me, I think are going to be one of the best teams in football this year. I love Justin Herbert and all the pieces around him. And they're one of the few teams that every piece is returning from last year. There's so much unknown right now. So I I think having some known uh, comfortability with that offense just makes them even more appealing.
2: All right. Well, the draft is uh, up and running. We made it into the same draft, thankfully, so we don't have to start this thing over. Uh, We're 20 seconds away. (laughs) So see ya. Let me let's just go. say, let's let me it. just
1: say, Frank, I, I love the Chargers this year, too, both from a fantasy and let's say real football standpoint. I think the Bills and the Chargers are likely going to end up being the class of the AFC in terms of, you know, lining up for that AFC championship game. Uh, and even though I say that in spite of the fact that the AFC is a really, really tough conference relative to the NFC. But I love what the Chargers did, not just with their skill position players, but on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive line as well.
2: Look, Mike hasn't mentioned it yet. I'm sure he will, but he's a Bills fan, so I'm sure he loved hearing you oh, wow. you talk glowingly about his Buffalo Bills. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Great, team. yeah. Since I, I've been saying Chargers Bills AFC Championship game since free agency, so I'm I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, well, my question is, as uh, the the number one pick is on the clock, who do you like uh, from the NFC? Because I think that's where it gets super interesting as well.
3: Originally, I was thinking the Rams, but I. It's Brady's last year. I, I think the Bucs will will find a way to get it done. I mean, they nearly pulled off the huge comeback and beat the Rams last year. So I, I'm gonna go with the it's a little chalky, but Bucks, Bills, I think it's gonna be the Super Bowl. Well, speaking of chalky, we do have again, this is a
1: super flex, and, and you can play two QB. So, of course, quarterbacks are going to fly off the board in the first couple of rounds. And of course, speaking of Michael Florio's Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen is the first overall pick, followed by, as predicted, Justin Herbert, then Patrick Mahomes, then Lamar Jackson. And we've got another team on the clock right now.
2: Yeah, so four picks in, lots of quarterbacks already going here. You'll notice, and we were talking beforehand, You know, the first two rounds of these drafts, these super flex best ball drafts, they're typically all quarterbacks. So the draft doesn't actually start until round three. That's when we start to see more running backs and wide receivers and tight ends go off the board here. Uh, But the latest pick, Kyler Murray, so five straight quarterbacks to go. And Mike, you are up in two picks. You have the eighth pick, and I am drafting at 11. So I'm sure we'll have a few snipe opportunities on each other. Let me
1: ask you, Michael. So Kyler Murray was the fifth quarterback taken. Uh, Where do you, where do you sort of have him slotted? And the reason I ask is because we have guys like Jalen Hurts right behind him, obviously Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. Um, I I can make the argument for Jalen Hurts, perhaps ahead of him. Are are you in that camp as well?
3: Yeah. Jalen Hurts is my QB three actually overall. And and Kyler Murray is my QB five. Where my hot take comes in is I have Patrick Mahomes right now at QB six. Um, No disrespect to Patrick Mahomes, he's awesome, but Tyreek Hill, I I believe, is the most influential. Oh, I get to pick right now, and I'm going to take Jalen Hurts, uh, who I I think could easily be the best quarterback in fantasy this year. But just to finish the Mahomes thought real quick, I think Tyreek Hill is the most non-quarterback influential offensive player in all of football. So losing him, I think, will hurt, and he doesn't run like the other guys in the top five.
1: For sure. Uh, I
3: like that call quite a bit.
1: The re- I mean, honestly, I, I've said this on the show a couple of times. I could see a scenario where Kansas City misses the playoffs. And and, and I, I just think Denver is probably a better team than them at this point because they finally stabilized the quarterback position. We know what they have on defense and at the receiver position. So uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see if sort of that Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes last year, I don't want to say he got figured out, but he certainly got neutralized in a lot of games. And with that in mind, you lose Tyreek Hill. You got Travis Kelsey turning 33 years old. Um, What's this going to look like?
2: See, we are on the clock, buddy. And speaking of the AFC West and the Denver Broncos, how about Russell Wilson? Are you good with this? 11th overall?
1: I'm good with that. Listen, a lot of quarterbacks are off the table here, including Jalen. I, I think Russell Wilson, with the with the people um, he has at his disposal, from Cortland Sutton to Tim Patrick to Jerry Judy to, to K.J. Hamler, uh, I think uh, I think it's a good pick in this spot.
2: So nine of the 11 first picks have been quarterbacks, and then at pick 12, Cooper Cup goes off the board, and we are back on the clock. So Cooper Cup and Dak Prescott go. So we can either double down on another Quarterback here, we could take like a Stafford or a Trey Lance, or we could take a big wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. What do you think, Iziya? This,
1: this is interesting. I, you know, I, I, I kind of want to go Trey Lance here and just kind of go for broke. Uh, but I'm going to let you have some impact on this as well.
2: Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's have a little fun. So we'll go Trey Lance and. Russell Wilson we're going for the upside here right I look I think Stafford is a fantastic pick still and gaining Allen Robinson Obviously should only help the offense more but uh, yeah, I think Stafford's still gonna be great But there's just that unknown factor Trey Lance his ability to rush massive upside here in best ball I'm good with it. So let's see where it goes. We've got Trey Lance and Russell Wilson
1: And the reality is we were the 11th pick. So when it came back to us, by the time it comes back to us again in the third round, like literally all the quarterbacks will will pretty much be gone at that point. So I I think it was time to maybe spring, maybe a touch early on Trey Lance. And for the record, it's a Kyle Shanahan offense. We know what he did with RG3. I mean, RG3 has his limitations as well, you know, passing it downfield at times in his career. So I think to the extent Trey Lance has those, uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan will be able to figure that out for him. And we've got, Florio, you're on the clock eighth overall pick it's back to you in the second round
3: yeah i really wanted justin jefferson there he goes one pick before me i i strongly consider austin eckler but i have a good amount of eckler already so uh i like getting the elite receivers this year even in a super flex so i i uh i took the third one off the board there with jamar chase
1: So Jamar Chase is the third receiver off the board after Cooper Cup, who went with the 12th overall pick, then Justin Jefferson, then Jamar Chase. So I got to ask you, as we wait for the draft to come back to you in the third round, um, go ahead and be critical of our Trey Lance pick. Uh, How did you feel about that pick? Was it just too early? Should we have taken the value with a Justin Jefferson?
3: Uh, I would have. Probably taken Justin Jefferson, but if you were to take a quarterback, I mean, Trey Lance has. I I don't think enough people realize how much upside Trey Lance has. Like every year since Kyle Shanahan has been in San Francisco, their quarterbacks are either leading the league or top three in the league in passing yards that come after the catch, meaning that Mm. Trey Lance is going to be asked to do a whole lot. He's going to be asked to get the ball out quickly to Debo, to George Kittle, to Brandon Ayuk, who then are monsters after the catch. Plus, you add in, though, that he can run. He he can run as well as like a Jalen Hurts or even Lamar Jackson can. And then you add in that he has a cannon for an arm, too. So it's just more upside than in this offense, too, than we have ever seen under Kyle Shanahan. I, I think Trey Lance upside is top five. Maybe it, it might be crazy to say. I think, though, there's a path for him to be the best quarterback in fantasy. And for the record, week 17, they do
1: play at Las Vegas, which is not going to be a good defense at the beginning of the year and most likely not at the end of the year either. So it's a nice setup in terms of, you know, projecting over to week 17. And for the record, we did draft Russell Wilson. Week 17, they play at Kansas City. If the weather is decent there, that could be some fireworks as well.
2: See, how about this? We made a rookie mistake. Of course, I've got to be critical, right? I mean, it's our first draft together. Same bye week. Russell Wilson and Trey Lance, they both have bye week nine.
1: Oh, that's classic. Oh. That is absolutely classic. <laughs> well, you know, here's the here's the reality though. We'll we'll have a third quarterback on our team. We're we're going to sort of be forced to it in the super flex spot. We don't have to play a second quarterback, you know, every single every single week. So in that case, we'll just see how our uh, our skill position player works out there. So speaking of quarterbacks, we had Derek Carr go after Jamar Chase, then Aaron Rodgers, then Justin Fields, then Kirk Cousins. And then we start to move to some running backs. Eckler and Derrick Henry were off the board in the second round. Travis Kelsey. And then in the third round, we're, we're looking like a lot of receivers and a lot of running backs. As Frank sort of predicted, a lot of the quarterbacks fly off the board in the super flexes in rounds one and two. And then you start getting into the meat and potatoes of the, the running backs and the wide receivers. Uh, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey are the two tight ends off the board. And we're coming up on Florio's pick. Um, Florio, what are you thinking in terms of how, how your team – uh, is going to look in the third round. What are you looking for here?
3: I was hoping Dalvin cook uh, just continued to fall cause that seemed like great value, but I'm looking at it. You guys already have two quarterbacks. the other one of the other teams in between me and my next pick already have two quarterbacks, and the others each have one. I think i'm gonna I think i'm gonna risk it here and not take a quarterback. Mm. All right, what are we doing? I'm gonna take. Mr. Joe Mixon. Ooh, I, wow. I should have taken Joe Burrow if you look at my build right now. like yeah. all I, Bengals. I, <laughs> I could have had all. I could have had the entire Bengals offense if I wanted it.
2: That's an awesome pick too. I mean, I would have loved Joe Mixon to make it to us. Uh, I just, yeah, I think this Bengals team, as great as they were last year, I think that they're going to be even better. Man, the improvements to the offensive line, one year under his belt for Jamar Chase. Obviously, T. Higgins, awesome. Joe Burrow, one year further removed from injury. I think that the the Bengals are just going to be awesome this season. Uh, and with that, we are on the clock, see you. So we can. Well, this is interesting. We if can...
1: you want to stack, we can do it right away here, as Debo Samuel's available. But uh, what? What we got? Saquon, we got Leonard Fournette available. There's there's plenty of Tyree Killers available. Yeah, uh, feels like Debo might be the play here, and we just kind of go all all in on that stack early.
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's stack it up. All right. So we've got Debo Samuel with Trey Lance and Russell Wilson. And hopefully we can snag a Broncos wide receiver later on as well. That would be fun. Uh, and at the turn, Tua Tungavailoa and Tyree Hill go off the board. Uh, see, I kind of think that we should grab a running back here. I know that you, you've you talked about the Saquon Barkley bounce back quite a bit. Do you like him more than Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Javante Williams?
1: I don't like him better than Leonard Fournette. I, I, especially with so many receivers sort of down and out for um, the Buccaneers, I think Leonard Fournette's going to get even a, a larger catching role than he already had. So I think that's the play right there.
2: All right, so we go with Leonard Fournette. And it's actually a good thing we didn't take Saquon Barkley because each of our first four picks would have had a bye week in round nine. Yes. So. There you go. <laughs> <do>. In week
1: <laughs> nine, rather, go. not round, not round We'd nine. We'd just be conceding
3: that week, essentially. <laughs> um, Floyer, what did you
1: think of the Leonard Fournette pick?
3: That's exactly who I would have taken as well. I, I really am bullish on Saquon Barkley bouncing back this year, but Leonard Fournette is going to get all of the carries there. We know Tom Brady is going to throw a lot to the running back. But I think what people are overlooking a little bit is there was a change in head coach to Todd Bowles, who Mm -hmm. uh, does like to run the ball. And then, I mean, no Godwin to start the year, no Gronk, at least to start the year. There's going to be a lot of targets up for grabs. Speaking of up for grabs, Floria, it's on you. I was going to take my boy here, Kyle Pitts. Frank knows I love him, but I feel like I need that second quarterback. So I think Trevor Lawrence is breaking out this year, so I, I will gladly take Trevor Lawrence.
1: So my my thought there is Trevor Lawrence will always be overrated versus what we thought he was going to be coming out, but I do like the pick there. And and, and I by the way in week seventeen I believe they play the Houston Texans, so that's certainly a a nice uh, place to be. So, Florida, your team so far it's Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Jamar
3: Chase, and Joe Mixon. How you feeling? I'm feeling really good because right now the way I look at the quarterback position is there's fifteen. Uh, I know there's only 12 technically QB ones, but I think there's 15 uh, that you could be comfortable starting as your QB one. If you put like Derek Carr and Kirk cousins in that bunch, I after that group, Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback I want the most. Uh, I think last year was much more about circumstance. Like literally a rookie quarterback has never been put in a worse situation than Trevor Lawrence was put into last season. You get Doug Peterson, who not only is a quarterback rumor, but also runs a pass-heavy offense. They've increased, improved the weapons around him, the line, maybe not as much as we would have liked, but I, I think Lawrence is going to show us the generational prospect that we thought he could have been last season, this year, and I think he also is sneaky value because of what he gives you with his legs. Mm-hmm.
1: Fair enough. And at, right after Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan was drafted, then A.J. Brown, and then I believe it would have been our fourth tight end off the board. Um, Frank, you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, Kyle Pitts gets drafted right after that. And then we get Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb goes at 45 overall. Uh, any thoughts there, uh, Frank? I'll, I'll kick it to you. Um, it's just such a confusing team to analyze right now. Uh, you think that's a little late for Nick Chubb or do you think that's just about right?
2: I think that's appropriate in a super flex draft. Round four going right around Devontae Williams. I still think Devontae Williams probably has more upside, especially with Russell Wilson coming in. Yes, they re-signed Melvin Gordon, but I think this offense could be much, much better for the Denver Broncos this season, especially comparing it to the Cleveland Browns you mentioned. like There's so many question marks right now. It seems like uh, somebody between Jacoby Reset and Baker Mayfield will be the quarterback of that team. I think obviously Baker would be much better for them. This is appropriate value for Nick Chubb. I probably would prefer uh, Javante over him. And Kyle Pitts, by the way, was the third tight end off the board.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And it looks like we have some quarterbacks that were just taken as well, including Daniel Jones and James Winston. So there are teams. One in particular, the number one pick, who have drafted their third quarterback by the fifth round. So, um, Floria, I wanted to get your take there. Uh, how do you feel about that strategy? You know, are, are we sort of wasting some some skill position there, or because this is super flex, it's okay to take a guy like James? winston there
3: i think it's okay when you're in a position like that guy was in where daniel jones is his other qb2 um but what i typically like to do is uh, i'll wait maybe i shouldn't tell you guys this while we're drafting but <laughs> i'll wait and i'll i'll get one of the guys who technically we're not sure if they're going to start yet kenny pickett Desmond desmond ritter because mm-hmm. i quickly believe that he, like i think kenny pickett's the week one starter for the steelers i think ritter uh Potentially, I don't think he starts week one, but I don't think it's very long after that that we see him taking over for the Falcons. All right. Very interesting.
1: Speaking of young quarterbacks, Zach Wilson goes, Mac Jones. We are in the middle of the fifth round and it's coming up on Florio's pick yet again. We know he has two QBs, a running back and a receiver. It's on him now. Uh, What's the thought process here, Florio?
3: I, I have a receiver already. I have a running back. I went with what I think is the best player available. I think that's James Conner. He was top five last year. I'm not saying he's going to get you 18 touchdowns again, but I, I think that with Chase Edmonds gone, we saw what, uh, what Conner could do down the stretch when he's used in the passing game as well, making all these one-handed grabs and stuff on national TV. So I'm, I'm pretty bullish on James Conner. I love getting him as my RB, two. So it's on us, Frank. We got about 25 seconds.
1: Darren Waller is intriguing to me here.
2: We could go all on San Francisco and take George Kittle.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Or Cortland Sutton if you want him with Russell Wilson.
1: I'd prefer not Sutton. I'd prefer to go like a wide receiver two or three for that that stack. It's up to you, Kittle or, or Waller.
2: I think in a vacuum, I would prefer Kittle. Uh, I would prefer Waller, but screw it, man. We're going all San Francisco here. We've got Trey Lance, we've got George Kittle, and we've got Debo Samuel. If Trey Lance stinks this year, this team will also stink. So,
1: that's fair. <laughs> so, so, Floyd, I wanted to ask you sort of a philosophical question here. And you're, you're on I'll, the clock again. It's already picks. I'll ask after this pick. So, what do we have? We have two. We have one of each sort of skill position. So, mm-hmm. let's look at running back and wide receiver here and see where we're at um Zeke is available man I, I I think that's pretty good value we are at pick what we're at pick 60 something overall um yeah I, I think it's Zeke unless you want to take a chance with Brees Hall or Cam Akers
2: all right so I'll, I'll go with Zeke there uh I don't really have a strong feel I mean obviously I'm a Jets fan so I'm hoping Brees Hall is awesome and I think he'll get the workload from week one I think he probably gets like 15 plus touches right out of the gate huge talent there but you know still kind of questionable with the Jets offense and Mm-hmm. You know, Zeke is in a good spot to to bounce back, hopefully. If he's healthy, um, I think he could be a steal at his ADP this year.
1: And especially considering sort of what the best ball format is, he can have a couple duds, but there are going to be games where he just kind of falls into the end zone for two or three touchdowns and just blows it up for you. So I think because it's best ball, we don't have to worry about when or when not to start him. When's Pollard going to go off? When is he not? I I think this is a pretty good format to actually lean on Ezekiel Elliott. But uh, Florio, it is your pick. You got two quarterbacks, you got two running backs, a wide receiver and a tight end. You just drafted James Conner, and now you are drafting?
3: Took the man who got paid today, Scary Terry McLaurin.
1: Excellent. It's excellent value. It's it's kind of amazing what he has done from a statistical standpoint with really subpar quarterback play his entire career. And Wentz still could qualify as that subpar play, but I think it's safe to say he's going to throw it down the field a little bit more than, let's say, Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke did over their uh, tenures as the uh, starting quarterback's For Washington, Um, I did want to ask you. Let me get Michael. um, Let me get back to my question about just philosophically. Now we took Kittle and we took Debo with Trey Lance. Have we, with that particular offense, have we spread ourselves a little too thin? Like if we're looking at like ahead to like week 17, is it the kind of thing where we should only be maxing out one of those two pass catchers because they're going to be pulling points away from each other?
3: I don't believe so at least not in a tournament like this uh, I'm okay doing it maybe in a redraft league where where you're playing it out each week I wouldn't love it but uh one of them is a tight end and and we know he's a very good tight end mm-hmm. and there's not I, I know we could say every year tight end is deeper and it's deeper but George Kittle is one of the few players that is a legit difference maker at that position so and we know Debo Samuel uh Again, is is he's such a beast with the, both of these guys with the ball in their hands after the catch. I think there's going to be a lot of design plays for Lance to just quickly get rid of the ball and get it into the hands of those two guys. I think there might be some weeks where one is up and one is down, but with this being a best ball and a, and a best ball with a overall tournament, I I think going all uh stacking that offense is fine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would Frank that's going to be great if we get to week 17 <laughs> because I mean, the matchup is great at Vegas. I mean, that could be a back and forth where, where like honestly, the projected total there could be like 57 by the by the time we get there and I, it wouldn't shock me. That's not going to be the total, but it wouldn't shock me if that game got up super high, and that Trey Lance did a lot with his legs and with his arms. So we got some lingering quarterbacks falling off the board. Carson Wentz finally gets drafted at 64, Jared Goff at 68, Davis Mills at 74. Uh, Davis Mills has an interesting Week 17 matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we're looking to we're looking at a lot of receivers going off the board. Rashad Bateman, DJ Moore, Gabriel Davis in the seventh round. Deontay Johnson finally gets drafted. DK Metcalf, Darnell Mooney, and now we're coming up on uh, Michael Florio's pick. He's just coming off. Terry McLaurin, James Conner. Uh, are, are where are we going, you think, Michael, here?
3: To be honest, I don't really love any of the, uh, the best available coming up a- in this spot right here. But I don't like the, the running backs at all. And I think in a round or two, I'll like the running backs a lot more. I'm going to go with the player that I think is underrated every single year. Give me Brandon Cooks. I knew you
1: were going to say that. I, knew. I, I, I like that pick. I mean, uh, um, Frank, what are your thoughts there?
2: Yeah, I love it, too, especially if you're looking at Week 17. He's got Trevor Lawrence on one side. Maybe you pick up a Jags receiver later on. And then you mm-hmm. have Brandon Cooks on the bring back, too. So if that game manages to shoot out, you have both sides covered there. And absolutely, I mean, Brandon Cooks is undervalued every single year. I love getting him as my wide receiver, too, in these drafts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Frank, it's coming up on our pick. So flash our roster real quick. Uh, let's see. We've got... What what are we going for here? You know, I, we need JK? wide
2: receivers, man. That's what we okay.
1: need. Let's go wide receiver then. Godwin, no, obviously. Um, mm, hmm. It's
2: getting a little thin here.
1: It is getting a little thin. <laughs> Do we take a chance and wait for our next pick and take uh, J.K. Dobbins, take a chance on that running game? Um, or did he get drafted?
2: I think he just got just drafted. five oh. seconds. So I am going to just... Dis- Amon Ross St. Brown works,
1: yeah. I'm a to snag yeah, Amon Ross, St.
2: Brown. Yeah, he's, he's the best wide receiver available for me. And I know some people are skeptical what he did down the stretch. You know, can it carry over? Obviously, they drafted Jameson Williams. They still have TJ Hawkinson. Uh, there was just so much opportunity late in the year. But I don't think you put up that type of production unless you are... You're a player. Like, you're, you're a real player yeah. in the league. So uh, I don't, I'd probably like him more as a wide receiver three, but we need a wide receiver, so... We'll snag no, Those are two. I,
1: I like that because you remember on our DFS shows last year. You know, I was talking about, oh, it's our pick. So I'll, I'll finish this thought in a second. So who do we have? Okay, so we have two receivers, two running backs, a tight end. Uh, let's see. No, to quarterback. So we got either Antonio Gibson, AJ Dillon. Can't go, Chris Godwin. Amari Cooper's interesting. Devonte Smith, interesting. Anybody you like here? Drake London is there.
2: Oh man, don't love any of the wide receivers, but I think Let's, we just kind of take a shot on Cooper and, and yeah. <laughs> hope week that there's bye. hope there's a halfway decent quarterback there. I mean, Week Nine, we have so many Week Nine buys, so uh, yes, it's like, okay. We probably got to stay like away that. from Week Nine after this, but
1: yeah. Well, so I have an interesting sort of th- qualifier there, though, like if. If we were to sacrifice one week at the expense of having our all of our other weeks sort of flush with players that aren't on a bye, I think I might be okay with that. But that's a philosophical uh, question for another day. As we approach, Floyo, it's about to be your pick. You've got you know a pretty even team here with two QBs, two running backs, three wide receivers, zero tight ends. You just drafted Brandon Cooks. Who do you like?
3: I'm going to go with a stack here. I'm just debating if I want to take Devonta Smith or Dallas Goddard to go with uh, with Jalen Hurts. But I think the fact that I need a tight end and tight end is starting to dry up a little bit. I'm going to take Dallas Goddard, but uh, that's only because I have Jalen Hurts there. And I'm getting jealous of you guys having all the stacks.
1: <laughs> I, I like Dallas Goddard a lot, actually this year uh, across all you know league formats. So it's Dallas Goddard, then Antonio Gibson finally gets drafted. And he's certainly in an interesting situation with J.D. McKissick and Brian Robinson, who are likely to be drafted in this 20-round uh, draft. And Devontae Smith goes the next pick. So the Dallas re- – the, the main Philly receivers, and I include Goddard in that, are, are off the board. Um, let me just go back to Brandon Cooks while we uh, wait for round eight to conclude. You know, it's funny. He's only 28 years old, and I think people think he's a little bit older. You know, a few years back, he had the concussion history. We didn't know if he was going to have a long, sustained career. But speaking of long and sustained, he's got over 1,000 receiving yards in six of the last seven seasons. When he's played with Davis Mills last year, he's, he's got an average of over nine targets. So that's looking really positive for him. He's certainly the alpha wide receiver on that team. If he stays healthy, he's going to put up big numbers. So I like him both in the best ball and DFS space for sure.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, even in redraft leagues, I mean, people are not excited about the Texans offense, which I understand. But if there's any player that they're going to force feed touches and catches, it's going to be Brandon Cooks. And I still just don't think that there's anyone else in that offense that's going to step up outside of him. So, yeah, I I would imagine the targets are still going to be massive once again for Brandon Cooks.
1: I totally agree. You have Nico Collins, who I don't think is, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think he's like a, a super great talent. John Michi coming off the ACL. We don't know when he's going to be uh, super healthy. So uh, we finally have Marcus Mariota going off the board. I believe that team now has four quarterbacks. Yep. Um, that, that is the number one pick. They took uh, Josh Allen first and then in the fourth and fifth round they had quarterbacks and then they got Mark, Marcus Mariota in the ninth. Now this is super flex. Uh, Florio, what do we think about having four quarterbacks on our team here?
3: I think it's fine to have four quarterbacks in a super flex, but not through nine rounds, especially when you have Josh Allen. Like I I said it was okay to double dip when you're going for that second quarterback and you have Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston. I I think both of those guys have upside. I I think taking Marcus Mariota in round nine was a mistake, especially Mm -hmm. when that team has one wide receiver still, and we're talking about how thin receivers getting right now. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Yeah. Very interesting there. So we have, uh, there's some good, you know, pretty good receivers still on the board, uh, namely Russell Gage, Hunter Renfro. uh, Let's see. Brandon Ayuk is there. Uh, There's a guy I really like uh, and he's on, let's see, Frank, remind me, is it the Jets or the Giants? Oh, it's the Jets. Well, there's a giant on the board that I think is a giant value. Um, He won me a ton of money and lost me a ton of money at the same time last (laughs) year. And I'm hoping when it gets to our pick, we're able to, to snag him. So, we got Florio's pick in one pick from now. Florio, what are you looking at here?
3: Well, there's one receiver that I, I like and I have ranked highly, but then there's one that I really want. And you just scared me. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take that player. I know it. I don't oh, think gosh.
2: he's gonna take who you want, see ya. Yep. Darn it. I knew it. Darn it. That, that is darn it. it you shouldn't have mentioned it. Uh. Well,
3: <laughs> I, I might have taken Russell Gage and hoped that Tony fell. <laughs> Oh man! Well,
1: I'll tell you this: if if uh, Russell Gage falls to us, I wouldn't mind that as a pick, considering where that receiver core. Russell is. Gage, Frank th-
2: Russell Gage th- went as well. Oh,
1: gotcha. Okay.
2: You know what I'm looking at here, Sia, Though Hunter mm-hmm. Renfro, I know he's not overly exciting, but if we're thinking about stacking Week 17, yeah, Las Vegas is the other side of that San Francisco matchup, so.
1: I, I don't I don't mind Hunter Renfro. I think the upside is as a touch limited because of the presence of Devontae Adams and, and yep. Darren Waller. But I at this point in the draft, we're on pick what a hundred and one <laughs> overall or something like that. Yeah, um, he, he just
2: went
3: anyways. <laughs> okay, Forget
2: it. Every guy
3: they must be Brand, watching this show. That's, Brandon Ayuk is there if you guys want to just go all Oh my that's so I,
2: many 49ers, geez. Yeah, what too a, many. Tyler Lockett. I know the quarterback situation is a mess, but
1: I seems... prefer Christian Kirk here, to be honest with you. I mean, again, we're getting a piece right. of that Houston-Jacksonville game. All right, let's uh, do it. And they paid him a ton of money. They're going to try to feature him. So I, I think I like Christian Kirk there.
2: All right. I have not drafted any Christian Kirk so far this offseason. So, hey, you talk me into it.
1: Uh, let's see what the running back room looks like as we wait for our, our next pick. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, so it's our pick. Ken Walker I mean obviously Rashad Penny is the guy it doesn't look like Chris Carson's going to come back I hope he does but it doesn't look like he will do we go with Ken Walker here and just play the upside
2: this is one of the great debates right now on fantasy Twitter right is is which Seahawks running back do you take Um, you know they've invested a little bit in both right but Ken Walker's the fresh face is that who you want
1: I think let's go with Ken Walker. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think Mike might feel differently about it, but it is, it's an interesting conversation. Ken Walker versus Rashad Penny.
1: Well, you know, we can also kind of bank on the injury history of Penny there, but Florio, you like, um, do you like Penny more than Ken Walker at this point?
3: Oh yeah. I'm very bullish on Rashad Penny. He was the, and and it wasn't even close. Like he was the best running back in football the final six weeks. He had over... Mm -hmm uh 200 more yards than any other running back he led them in touches yards after contact rushes reaching 15 plus miles per hour and he more than doubled every other player in rushing yards over expectation plus injury like you get that injury discount already baked into his adp so as i'm talking him up that's true i'm gonna draft rashad penny there he is my most drafted running back uh this offseason i i have him as an rb3 in so many leagues Gotcha. Okay. So Penny goes on Florio's team
1: and we are now looking at some tight ends coming off the board. Zach Ertz, I think that's pretty good value at tight end. He'll probably get peppered with a lot of targets, particularly early in the season. I mean, this receiver core is is just a lot different. It's just weird. You know, we have, you know, no DeAndre Hopkins. AJ Green is is starting to get really old. And then, you know, obviously Marquise Brown is is the leader in the clubhouse there, but um, Florio, any, any thoughts on who might be the wide receiver two uh, coming out of the first six weeks in Arizona?
3: So you said, well, I was going to say, I think it's going to be Zach Ertz behind Marquise Brown, but yeah. for wide receiver, I, I think Rondell Moore, mm-hmm. um, AJ Green will still get his, he'll be the outside guy opposite of Marquise Brown, but He's like you said, he's looking real old and, and Rondell Moore is explosive and they could use him close to the line of scrimmage. So I think that's something that uh, is appealing to them. Last year, his his air yards per target was legitimately like one point five. They needs to go up a little bit, but they like to get the ball out quickly into his hands.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we are what what round are we in? So we are in the 11th round or we're finishing up the 10th round. Chase Claypool just went off off the board after Garrett Wilson, and we're about to hit the 11th round. And I'll tell you what, we are going to start the 11th round, but first we're going to hear a message from our partners.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: And we are back. We are starting the 11th round. And the last person off the board was Cordell Patterson. We have 10 rounds to go. We just did the first 10 rounds in about... 25 to 30 minutes, so we probably got another 20 minutes, 25 minutes at the most to finish this up. This will be really interesting to see how, especially our teams, Florio and Frank and I, how we sort of try to correlate our our players and and who we see as value late in the draft. There are some big names that are still on the board. Uh, Very interesting to see, you know, guys like Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson still available at quarterback, but we know sort of why that is the case. So I think most people have sort of moved on past most of the quarterbacks, other than the ones Florio mentioned, that you know the rookie guys that might might come in and uh, take over. Uh, Kenny Pickett has already been drafted, but there are some rookie quarterbacks that are still available. It's coming up on your pick, Florio. We've got Mitchell Trubisky and Jacoby Brissett just went off the board. Ramondaire Stevenson. What are you looking at to to sort of round out for your eleventh pick?
3: I'm thinking I need. To get a third quarterback while you could still get some, uh, especially just to hedge my bet a little bit, because Trevor Lawrence last year was a a massive disappointment. While I expect better days, much better days ahead this year, I think I need to get that third quarterback. And uh, you mentioned the guy that I'm hoping makes it to me, but we, we still got two picks to go. And which guy is that? Baker Mayfield. I, I think Baker oh, okay. Mayfield is going to be starting for either the Panthers or the Seahawks. I'm starting to think more and more that it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. The Browns have made it known that they're willing to eat half his salary. Uh, I think it's just a matter of when, not if. He he, And he said today in his camp, he said, I, I'm going to move on from the Browns. Uh, so I, I still expect him to get traded. And he made it to me. So Baker is a third quarterback. Uh, if he is a starter, I, I think that Obviously, if he gets traded and is Seattle starter, he's going to go much earlier than this. So, uh, just kind of taking a bet there and, and hoping it works out. Please, absolutely.
2: for the sake of DJ Moore and DK Metcalf, please Baker Mayfield go to one of those teams because we need <laughs> yeah. it. We need it.
1: <laughs> That's true. That really is true. That's such an indictment on on the the, pre- the the present quarterbacks on both of those teams. But it's absolutely true. As it as it is our pick. Uh, what are we thinking here, Frank?
2: All right. See, ya. I know it's by week nine, but Tim Patrick, I think, is like the forgotten man in Denver. And I think that he is very solid and especially in best ball with Russell Wilson as one of our quarterbacks. The only counterpoint
1: would be Chase Edmonds. I like him as well. We might be able to get Tim Patrick on the way back. I I think Chase Edmonds could be the starter for an explosive offense.
2: All right. Don't have to talk me into it. I was uh, texting Florio earlier today, and I said, I just keep winding up with Chase Edmonds. It feels like nobody <laughs> else wants him. And a lot of times it's as my RB3. But um, yeah, I mean, Zeke is our RB2. We kind of, uh,
1: you know what just happens here. him? No way. Tim, Tim Patrick, Patrick
3: gets
2: taken. Tim Patrick just went. Floyd, are you
1: controlling <laughs>
2: Jake B77's
3: account? <laughs> I'm secretly in here with that's a couple so of rude. A couple of different usernames.
2: Gosh, that's uh Rondell
1: Moore is interesting. I see uh hmm, Christian Watson is interesting. Jarvis Landry.
2: What do we got? Um, oh, snap. We're Watson? about to time out. Uh what do we
3: get? <laughs> Who did we get?
2: oh geez oh, no
3: really what oh, a
2: disaster 32nd uh,
3: clock good. it goes fast we got
2: yeah we got Deshaun well, watson not great we
1: got Deshaun watson disclaimer <laughs> there that was the only <laughs> auto draft of our of our picks here so uh,
2: um, he fits the theme by, by week nine so yes indeed oh <laughs> indeed. Uh, not great there but you know what tim patrick threw us off so we blame you jake b 77
1: that's right. That's right. Um, so who was who was our first pick before that? We had before the uh, Tim Patrick got stolen from us. We, we took had, Chase Edmonds. Oh, Chase Edmonds. Okay. Uh Floyd, a quick question there. So if you're if you're drafting Chase Edmonds and and I think Chris Spaggs sort of addressed this maybe last week, but Do you take a chance on like the RB2 on that team and just hope in best ball, I'm saying, and just hope one of them work out? Like, for example, Raheem Mostert, if he stays healthy and Chase Edmonds just doesn't pan out, is that a guy? I'm curious if you're even looking at him at all in the late rounds. But for our purposes, as Chase Edmonds drafters, do you like the possibility of taking him as well?
3: Only because of how cheap he is right now and, and I think everything always comes down to cost if he starts to get pulled up the board and, and then you have to invest like you know a closer pick to where you guys got Edmonds then I'm out on that but right now I mean him you could get the whole Miami backfield as backup running backs right now and well I, I know we're all worried that it's going to be a mess because it probably will be uh Chase Edmonds is getting paid more than all the other running backs combined so if there's yeah. one player to take a bet on, on in that backfield it's Chase Edmonds and and to further that point, Miami
1: just doesn't spend money on running backs. I mean, the last couple of years, it's been six round picks and undrafted free agents that have been featured in their backfield. So the the idea that they're actually shelving out some money for a running back probably means what you think it means. And, and that means he's going to get the first crack at it. And he'll probably have a, a, a long leash, in my opinion. All right, so... We are in the beginning of the 13th round. It's about to come up on Florio again. Jarvis Landry, Daryl Henderson, Jamison Crowder off the board. That's an interesting one. I'd, after your um in our pick, I'd like to get your opinion, Florio, on Jamison Crowder as it relates to like Gabriel Davis, like kind of what do you think the pecking order is there for your team, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but you're about to be on the clock. Another tight end just went off the board. Interestingly enough, Robert Tunyon. Um, that's an interesting pick there. Uh, what are you looking at coming up here, Florio?
3: I'm going to grab a running back, and I'm going to be the guy that names names. The top four running backs in, in right now in ADP are all appealing in their own right. Like I'm, a, I'm very bullish on, let say, a spiller. Ronald Jones, I think, uh, could have a lot of upside. But I'm going to go for broke here. I'm going to take Damian Pierce, who I think could potentially see over 200 touches as a rookie just because his competition there uh, is Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead.
1: Yeah, I like I like the Pierce call a lot because if it works out, it's going to take you to the moon. And that's what you're looking for uh, in, in all drafts, but in best ball as well, of course. So it's coming up on us, Jahan Dotson. What are you thinking here, um, Frank?
2: Man, we need some wide receivers. So there's Jacoby Myers, Dotson, Devontae Parker, Jalen Tolbert getting some buzz. Is yeah, it, I mean, I, I like Dotson. Um, I'm good with it. I like him too. Yeah. I, I draft him quite a bit as like my wide receiver five or six. They put a lot of capital into him, and he's
1: really been flashing. I mean, granted, it's early, but he's really been flashing in minicamp. Like, you'd think, if you watched him at Penn State, I mean, he's a really talented guy, and uh, I, I think that's a really good pick this late in the draft.
2: Are there any quarterbacks that we want to speculate on? A, a Darnold or a Drew Locke, maybe? Uh, because technically, we only have two, even though we have a wasted pick on Deshaun Watson.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sam Darnold. So, I mean, obviously if Baker doesn't go to Carolina, it is yeah. Sam Darnold's job. Drew Locke, it's his job too. If you know, So you're playing sort of the Baker um, the Baker Mayfield card there. Either way with those two guys, uh, it's, a, it's a good question. Go back to quarterback real quick. Mm. Yeah, Matt Coral, I don't see it there. That's a tough I don't think Malik Willis is going to play this year unless there's an injury to Ryan Tannehill.
3: Let's I, go. Go ahead. Let's
2: uh let's Donald. go Darnold. Let let's hope yeah. that Baker goes to Seattle and and we'll have Darnold as our as our QB three. Uh as our he'll be our only quarterback in week nine, so hopefully he makes it that far.
1: I mean if Drew Locke hangs around for another few rounds, I, I don't hate taking Drew Locke as well and just having yeah and just figuring out which one of those guys we're going to play.
2: But, um, gosh, Florio, I, I will never forgive this Jake guy, man. He just, he messed everything up.
1: <laughs> he really <laughs> turned it around on us. He really got us good. Uh, My bad. Here's the reality. If we had taken Tim Patrick, Chase Edmonds would have been gone. I thought there was yeah, more, it was more yeah. realistic to wait on Tim Patrick, but Florio, it's on you. You've got three quarterbacks, four running backs, five wide receivers, one tight end. We're in round 14. Where are you looking?
3: I'm debating two receivers here. Uh, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go Jalen Tolbert. Uh, Frank mentioned his name. I, I, I don't think we're going to see Michael Gallup till like November, December this year. So someone's mm-hmm. going to have to step up. They lost Cedric Wilson as well there. So I think Tolbert could be in line, in store for a lot of volume, even as a rookie.
1: Yeah, I like it. And it's a good offense to be on, that's for sure. Uh, so Jalen Tolbert goes. Hunter Henry goes after that. Uh, so let's look at let's look at Florio's roster here, Frank. Let's see, um, do you, Florio, have you done any sort of like you know? I know we've done a little bit of correlating with your roster so far, but um, how are we looking? Where are the weak spots?
3: I feel like tight end. Even though I have Dallas Goddard there, I I don't love Dallas Goddard as much as other people do this year. Like he wasn't even my highest ranked tight end. I just took him to fit that. Uh, Philly stack there I, I liked my receivers at that point so I decided to go tight end over Devonta Smith but I just have volume concerns like I think AJ Brown is going to dominate targets and then uh, like I don't think Jalen Rager or, or Watkins or any of those guys are going to be fantasy relevant but they're going to take real life targets away and, and Kenny Gainwell is going to be involved in the passing game so I just think it could be a, a very week-to-week battle to be fantasy relevant for Goddard and Smith in an offense that I know everyone likes to point to look what they did in the, fir- the first six weeks of the season. But when they started running the ball is when they started winning games. And and Jalen Hurts is such an elite athlete that I, I still don't think they're going to fully lean into the pass. I think it'll be a very hybrid type of offense. So week to week, Dallas Goddard might struggle.
1: And let me ask you one follow-up question as we're about to peek into round fifteen. KJ Osborne, the last pick of round fourteen, after Gerald Everett, who I think is an interesting pick at one sixty-seven overall. Now, uh, formerly with the Seattle Seahawks, now with the Los Angeles Chargers in a great, uh, a great offense. So when we uh, when we unfortunately got uh, Deshaun Watson auto drafted for us, we were considering Christian Watson, I believe. Um, obviously, rookie wide receiver, D one double A for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What are your thoughts on him? Like, should we have taken him there given given what was available? And uh, do, do you sort of like him this year? Or are you avoiding all of those receivers, you know, at this point?
3: I I don't feel great about any of the Packers receivers. Alan Lazard is the one that I have the highest ranked. But, look, you could you could call me out if this doesn't happen. I continue to think that Julio Jones is going to end or Will Fuller, like one of those two who are just sitting out there right now, on uh, as free agents like it wouldn't surprise me if the Green Bay Packers went out and, and brought in one of those guys because I mean Aaron Rodgers is making it sound like this could potentially be his last year and I know their defense is stacked they got a great running game good coach good quarterback at some point the missing piece is the receiver right so you want to put as much talent around Rodgers as you possibly can so I continue to kind of hedge my bet I could look very foolish because these guys could go off if they don't bring anyone in, but I haven't really been bullish on any of the Packers receivers. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you that Alan Lazard would be the guy to kind of jump out from a value standpoint. So Florio, you're about to be on the clock. You just took Jalen Tolbert uh, for Dallas. Right before that, you got Damian Pierce for the Houston Texans with no competition. Now you've got 25
3: seconds left. Who are you looking at here? I got sniped. I was going to take Kenny Gainwell right there. Get that get that Philly stack going. You know what? I need a tight end. I want to get a little stack going. I'm gonna take a guy that I think is underrated in Evan Ingram. Yeah, uh,
1: he, he, you'd almost have to call him underrated. We know how talented he is. Uh, it's so weird with Evan Ingram. It almost feels like a focus problem with him game to game, where he's just not he's just not all dialed in for whatever reason. But yeah, a new scenery, new coaching staff, new quarterback. Uh, That could be all that Evan Ingram needs. I think that's excellent value that late. Frank, what are your thoughts on Evan Ingram being a New York guy? You got to have an opinion on him.
2: Oh, I think that he doesn't know how to catch the ball, so he's got to focus a little bit more. (laughs) But look, they paid him. I think he's going to have opportunity. Uh, They need someone to step up as like that main pass catcher. Hopefully, it's Christian Kirk for us, but maybe that one B will be Evan Ingram. We're on the clock, Sia. Do you want to go with Drew Locke, or we could snag KJ Hamler? Let's take Hamler. I actually I like the Hamler pick.
1: I think he could really break out. We don't exactly know what's going to be going on with this receiver quote. We know there's four great weapons. We know Hamler's coming off of a bad injury, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if he plays the Tyler Lockett role to some degree uh, coming into this season. I think that's a great pick for you guys.
2: Yeah, I know he's coming back off of injury, but yeah, I wanted to get at least one wide receiver with uh, Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. So hopefully KJ Hamler can carve out a role. And now we got to decide if we do want to Select Drew Lock. We'd have five quarterbacks on our team. I don't know if I want to do that, but
1: yeah, I don't think we have. Let's let's see what receivers can. Are there any Kansas City Chiefs receivers left if we want to do that Denver stack with Kansas City on the way back?
2: I mean, obviously Juju. I believe he went. Yeah, um, Juju's gone. Uh, Sky Moore is there. gone. Yeah, yeah I think course. they're all gone. Mikel Hardman's gone. Fair
1: enough. Okay, so what do we like here? Any running backs available as we count down to ten seconds?
2: We could snag um, a backup tight end, Noah Fant, Hayden Hurst.
3: Yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah, all right. I'll snag a little uh, Noah Fant here.
3: Okay, Florio, what if do you get, think about? If you get Drew Lock. That's another stack right there for you guys.
1: That's true. <laughs> Jeez. That's true. Um, <laughs> any thoughts on some of these? So you, you, Noah Fant, like in sort of a new situation. We know he's talented. Uh, the Seattle one, the Seattle team's gonna be really hard to figure out at the quarterback position. Any thoughts on Noah Fant late in drafts?
3: I really haven't been target like I'll take David and I know that these guys weren't there for you guys, but like Njoku, Evan Ingram are, are more the, the tight end that I've been targeting just because I think Seattle's gonna be a very run heavy offense. Yeah. And they have two big targets ahead of him already. So so the target
1: is on you, Florio. You got 20 seconds to pick. You just picked Evan Ingram. Where are you looking? And I
3: see it. Go ahead and announce your pick. George Pickens, who I is going rounds later than Chase Claypool, and I get it. Chase Claypool's a known commodity. Uh they made Chase Claypool walk out at to the podium and announce the George Pickens pick on draft night. And I joked, man, they really made Chase Cl- Claypool go out and announce his replacement. <laughs> I think George Pickens is that good. I, I think he could easily uh, become the number 2 wide receiver for the Steelers.
1: Yeah, I could see it. And I mean the, the reality with Claypool is he, he's extremely athletic, he's just not super polished. And uh Pickens could very easily step in and just be but the more technical guy that that commands the uh, the targets from whether that's Trubisky or or Kenny Pickett. So uh, after uh Pickens, we got Alec Pierce who was a who was a guy we I I think we were both considering uh Frank. Then Sammy Watkins goes, uh he's just always going to be an enigma for for everybody in the fantasy football world. Hayden Hurst goes, that was the other tight end we were considering with Noah Fant. I, you know, looking back, I probably do like Hayden Hurst more than I like Noah Fant, but, um, you know, that's that's a tough one. J.D. McKissick going this late is interesting. Uh-huh. No, we're at 189. Um, Florio, is this too late for J.D. McKissick?
3: Yeah, I'm kind of kicking myself now because I thought I'll wait one more round and get J.D. McKissick next round and get Pickens here, but I probably should have went the other way around. It, it's way too late. Mc- McKissick's going to be out there uh, on third down, two-minute drills. They might, And we saw last year, like when he gets them down the field in that two-minute drill, it's not like they're pulling him off the field. They'll let him yeah. punch it in at times too. So for some reason, like him, Naheem Hines, these pass-catching backs, Kenny Gainwell, another one, they're just getting overlooked in this format.
2: And I think they're yeah, better, technically, in best ball, right? Because on a weekly basis, you probably don't feel great about throwing those guys in your lineup, but when they do have those big games, you just reap the rewards in best ball.
3: I agree.
1: Yeah, I think that's... A, you know, it, you know, if J.D. McKissick went 20 picks earlier, maybe 30 picks earlier, I would have been like, well, that's probably a little too early because we can't forget about Brian Robinson either. We don't exactly know what his impact is going to be, but it's likely going to impact Gibson more than it is J.D. McKissick, in my opinion. So... Uh, the flyer on McKissick at pick 189 is, is pretty great. So we're starting out round 17. A.J. Green, Paris Campbell, Brevin Jordan, tight end for Houston. And Florio, it's about to be back to you. You only have four picks left. Who are you eyeing coming into round 17?
3: I uh, I kind of told on myself earlier, but there's two unsigned wide receivers that I don't think are going to be oh. unsigned come the season. So uh, those I have to decide now which one of the two i would like to take first
1: i have a take here but i'm going to wait for you to pick
3: and and yeah. i'm gonna get Ooh. my take yeah
2: and then we can for- get the other one see hopefully it's the yeah, one you yes. want.
1: <laughs> well frank i want your take first actually after he picks i'm positive he's gonna pick the wrong one here i'm like surefire <laughs> this is a poker move this might be some reverse psychology going on but florio doesn't know uh, who and, do you take i picked oh interesting So the reason I like Julio
3: Jones,
1: (laughs) so I I actually think Julio is going to end up uh, with the Buccaneers. So that's kind of why I like Julio Jones quite a bit. I heard from somebody who is um, in the NFL, or at least was last year, that uh, he might be in uh, Tom Brady's uh, DMs. But I can't actually verify that. It's secondhand information, but... Uh, it would make certainly make sense for that to be the case. Okay, Frank, it's on us. We've got four QBs. We've got four running backs, six wide receivers, two tight ends,
2: four picks left. What are
1: we going with here?
2: I kind of like taking Will Fuller and <laughs> hoping he winds up somewhere <laughs> with an opportunity and he's healthy, but what do you think?
1: David Bell is interesting. He is. Quarterback situation is, is, is really tough there. I, I don't know. Wandale Robinson is interesting. I, I think maybe going with one of those young receivers makes sense. I oh, think. we went with Will Fuller. Okay, that's good. That's good because we have a pick and a few picks anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah, we had like three <laughs> seconds left. But if you want to snag one of those, uh, David Bell or, or Robinson, we could do that as well. Uh, Mark Can, Ingram is kind of interesting because if Kamara gets suspended six games, I'm sure they'll bring somebody else in. But oh. Ingram will
3: probably be,
2: you know, twelve to fifteen That's a touches. I would really
3: imagine. good point.
2: Yeah, I,
1: I don't, I don't mind the Mark Ingram pick at all.
2: Uh, so Not we could go Ingram for running back, or, or we could take David Bell. I don't mind Bell. I think. I think he's kind of interesting, too. But then we'd have have him and Cooper. I don't know if we want... Oh, well, he just got taken anyway. So
1: For the record, taking a shot at Zamir White also makes sense. But uh, in this round, maybe you take the shot on on Mark Ingram.
3: Yeah, let's do it. Does this guy, guy Jake, have this feed going or something? Because the two two receivers that you guys said... I'm pretty sure that it's actually Sia
2: drafting on the side, and he's just (laughs) trolling both of us. Oh, my God, that's
1: amazing. (laughs) He, like, he literally is snagging all of our guys. To your point, he's
3: he's like outside one of your guys' window, listening to what <laughs> you guys are saying, and just yeah, that wow is
1: incredible. Um, great minds, Jake from State Farm, uh, good stuff coming out of him. All right, so Florio, it's back to you. You have three picks left. You just you just got a couple receivers
3: in Pickens and Julio Jones, and now you take. Listen, I've been uh, I am Team Christian McCaffrey, top five pick overall. But 18th round, I'll I'll hedge that bet with Dante Foreman, uh, especially because the one concern I have about Christian McCaffrey isn't health. It's about Foreman stealing those goal line carries away. So if that ends up coming to fruition uh, in the 18th round, I think Foreman could have some standalone value. Absolutely. I like
1: that pick. Logan Thomas went really late. Listen, I know he has injury concerns, but if he's healthy this year, I think Logan Thomas is going to have a great season. The fact that he goes in the 18th round at 210 overall is is a is a bit of a surprise to me. Malik Willis goes after that. I think that's a good upside play. Listen if Tan Hill falls flat on his face, which I don't think will happen necessarily, but he does, Tannehill doesn't exactly have a lot of, you know, receivers at his disposal this year. And it's it's possible if things go really bad for the Tennessee Titans that they just trot out Malik Willis at the end of the season and see what they have in him, like a lot of teams do when they're down and out. I'm not saying Tennessee is going to lose a ton of games, but that's certainly within the range of possibility. So if that's the case, all of a sudden you have Malik Willis who can use his arm and his legs, you know, down the stretch of the season. So that pick makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, just don't depend on uh, Ryan Tannehill to... Uh to help Malik Willis out and teach him anything. Yes.
1: <laughs> can, I, can I say uh, just a quick point on that? I met Ryan Tannehill uh, a few weeks back. Super nice guy. The, the problem with Ryan Tannehill is he just told the truth. He should have given like the stock answer to that question. Right. And he decided to give like his real answer, um, which I think is what most quarterbacks in his position would be thinking. But I just want to put it on the record. It's not a name drop that Ryan Tannehill happens to be a very nice human being. So just putting that out there. All right. Speaking of QBs, we're looking at the Q. By the way, if you're not watching this on YouTube, it's fine. If you're listening to the podcast, that's great. But if you if you haven't done best ball, there's two things you need to do. You need to listen to our best ball primer with Chris Spaggs last week. Uh, it was the last Fantasy Football Today DFS show that we did. Uh, it was last Tuesday. And you need to be watching this on YouTube because if you don't really know what best ball is, you never heard of Underdog, you never you know downloaded the app or you've never been on DraftKings to do best ball, whatever format you prefer – it's the interface is very easy, and this is a very good way. the w- The way it's being presented on YouTube, and we have Frank sort of toggling back and forth, um, you know, between picks and things of that nature. You'll find that it's really easy to filter and play. and uh, I highly encourage uh, people that are listening that they're they're not sure, you know, if they want to get involved to to actually watch this to to see how easy it is. And Zamir White goes off the board. I think that's a great pick there. Second to last round. Sony Michelle goes off the board right after that. So we talked about the running back carousel. So obviously, third in line behind Mostert and Chase Edmonds would be Sony Michelle. So I don't mind taking the shot there. I love Chris Evans next. Chris Evans at 221 overall. If Mixon goes down, Florio, I got to think it's not Samaje Piran just getting all the work. I got to think Chris Evans is going to be a big part of that game plan,
3: especially in the passing game, I think. And then, and then, do Dobbs goes next? I, I I like that pick as a just you know a rookie dart throw. I I am on the clock now though, guys. Ooh.
1: Oh, he's he's struggling. You can tell. There's a lot of consternation if I'm, you're watching.
3: <laughs> the running back position has been cleaned out this round, but I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. I I've been of the thinking that we could see Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. moved. This uh, he this is the final year of his contract. Uh. They they brought back, they tendered Dearness Johnson. I, I don't think they want to be paying three running backs. I, I think potentially we could see Kareem, especially because the Browns have traded away all their draft picks, so any draft capital they could get back uh, only helps them. So I took Dearness Johnson there in the hopes that uh, that they move Kareem Hunt.
2: All right. Uh,
1: we are on the clock. You know, so we're looking for potential here, obviously. I'm Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, Byron Byron Pringle would maybe be the wide receiver 2 on Chicago. I'm going to let you... It's hard, so I'm going to make you make the pick, Frank, because I don't want to get blamed for that
2: one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Byron Pringle, I think, is a fine pick. I, I've drafted him very late in a lot of these drafts, hoping he winds up as the good pick. wide receiver two, wide receiver three for Justin Fields. You know, if, if Fields takes that next step, then potentially some value there for Byron Pringle.
1: All right. And we are back Wh- up. Um, so what... Okay. Hassan Haskins. That's interesting. Uh, what, what do I've, you think have been
2: drafting Haskins only because Chris bags brought him up last week as just like a late round running back flyer. I think that's what we should do. I
1: think it makes sense. Like Derrick Henry, like, you know, it's not, it's isn't going to last forever. And Haskins could absolutely step in here and be that, that go-to guy. What are your thoughts, Florio on uh, uh, Hakeem Haskins?
3: Hassan Haskins. I, I think, I, I think at this point he, he's a strong pick there. I, I agree with you guys. Uh, I'm, Again, this is a hot take, but I've been on on the side of I think Derrick Henry's a bigger injury risk than Christian McCaffrey at this point. Like mm-hmm. he's coming off of a severe foot injury where he had to have surgery. He's 2 years older. He has over 500 more career touches. I and that's just in the NFL. Like this guy's been carrying legitimately carrying offenses. <laughs> like his high school numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. So uh the the wheels are going to fall off at some point. I hear you. I mean
1: and that's why you're going to see in redraft leagues, best ball, you're going to see Derrick Henry drop to to places where you're just you're going to be surprised. But it, it does it does make sense. Listen, he has the upside to to really win it for you too. But when you're evaluating guys like Christian McCaffrey versus Derrick Henry, I'm going to be on the the CMC side as well there, Frank. I, I assume you agree with that or no?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm taking CMC as well. I I've kind of been fading. Derek Henry this year like even taking a shot on someone like Joe Mixon over him or, or Najee Harris those are things that I've been doing so far I just worry about the Titans offense too there's just so many question marks with that team and, and the injury risk yeah I've been fading Henry
1: all right so the last pick for Michael Florio who can be found at Michael F
3: Florio is none other than Michael you have the floor LaVisca Chenault Jr. For no other reason than I have Trevor Lawrence on my team. And I figured I, I was going to take uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones there, but I have like four receivers already with his bye week. So I said, why not give give Chenault one last chance and hope that uh, – You know, maybe he scores a touchdown or two, and it it helps me in a game with Trevor Lawrence.
2: A tradition like no other, too, by the way. LaVisca Chenault, I saw some tweets hyping him up. He's apparently doing well in the offseason. So, you know, if nothing else, that seems like a a yearly routine that we hear about LaVisca Chenault.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I like LaVisca Chenault. I just don't think he was properly utilized. And frankly, when you're driving Etienne at the top of the second round, you're, you're kind of dismissing the idea of LaVisca Chenault playing that dual role like he did at Colorado. So it's just, it's, the whole thing is very strange with Jacksonville. Yeah. Obviously, Urban Meyer is out, so it's, it's a little bit of a different ballgame, so to speak. But yeah, the fact that LaVisca has been marginalized, like just trade him to another team and see what another team can do with him. That's that's my advice. That's my sound advice for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Yeah, so, no, I think your point is, is well, though. See, I, like why can't, look, Debo Samuel is a freak and obviously, we see what he, we saw what he did last year, running back, wide receiver. But that's how LaVisca Schnault should have been utilized. And and last year, I remember, you know, he would get bounced around between outside receiver, slot receiver. So it's like I, this guy's still trying to figure out who he is as a player too. Mm-hmm. So he just was not utilized correctly. Hopefully, Doug Peterson and the Jaguars can get him back on track.
1: Yeah, I mean, Doug Peterson. If he's anything, he's he's creative. So hopefully, he'll get lavisca involved and that that honestly when you consider lavisca i mean it does it does give a nod to trevor lawrence a little bit in terms of you know he has a lot of weapons at his disposal and with the new coaching staff and a year under his belt uh he he could just kind of fling it around a little bit even to the running backs like travis etienne and uh and have a great season so who was mr Relevant? did we see who the the last player drafted was we have believe it or not uh we have completed the uh Twenty-round, twelve-team super flex draft, and we don't need to necessarily see Mister Alvin, but I do want to take, if we can, I want to take a look at our teams before. It was Damian oh, it was Damian,
2: Damian Williams with the Falcons.
1: Yeah, interesting. I don't I don't mind that pick. Dontrell Hilliard went right before him, and Brian Edwards, who I was considering a few rounds ago for Atlanta, uh, went uh, third to last. So, Frank, is there a way to pull up maybe Florio's team and, and then our team and just kind of take a look at it?
2: Mm, let's see if we can do that. I'm sure there is a way to do it. I, I don't... Full transparency, I don't use Underdog much on the on the computer, but it, mostly on the phone. Yeah, I've got his team pulled up here so we can oh, kind of run go. through yeah. it. Oh, there we go, yeah. So,
1: so, Florio, what are your thoughts here?
3: I First, I just looked at the... Uh, if you guys remember back at the start of the episode when uh, I tried to join and I got put in a different league, I looked yeah. at that team and that team is awful. Uh, so I'm feeling much <laughs> better about this team. Um, I, I will... I like this team a good amount. Like I, I like my quarterbacks. My approach in superflex tends to be get like one of the a quarterback in the first round, one of the elite guys. Then wait a little bit and and get an upside QB2, which is uh what I did here. I, I like the running backs that I was able to get. Uh the depth guys not so much, but the the top four I'm, I'm a big fan of. And what I think really separates this team is the receiving core like I, my top four receivers? I, I'm it's Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks, Kadarius Toney. I feel great about those four. Yeah,
1: I, I love the receiver group that you have there. I mean, I, I like your whole team, of course. I, I like what you did at the tight end position as well. So, that, I mean, that's how a team is going to look in Superflex if you do wait a round or two on the quarterback. You're going to have a, a chance to inject your lineup with a top end uh, wide receiver or a top end. Uh, running back. So can we pull up? And by the way, Floyd, did you, I, I'm trying to remember, I know we, uh, our team with San Francisco, we correlated, we tried to correlate um, both kind of both of our quarterbacks a little bit. Did you, did you have an eye on that? Do, do you know off the top of your head if, if uh, that's something you were able to do, maybe some bring backs in week 17?
3: Um, I So week 17, I, I wasn't eyeing like you guys were, but I, I did get the stacks going. Like I got Lawrence, Chenault, and Evan Ingram, and then Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard. So I'm always trying to get stacks. Um, the week 17 approach is a very interesting one to me, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it, it was something in like these bigger, these bigger tournaments that it, you know, when we talked to Chris Spaggs, it was definitely kind of like a new, a new focus, not a new focus, but, you know, to the layperson, and And I conceded last week, I, I'm not really like a best ball guy. I'm a DFS guy. I'm a redraft guy. So I was kind of learning. And Chris was like, you know, week 17, you know, that's when you're going to actually make the money in these huge tournaments where, you know, everything gets filtered down to just, you know, a handful of teams at the end. So uh, when it came to our quarterback and receivers, we kind of did want to have that almost that DFS approach with a having a stack like you did, but also potentially having a bring back if that game happens to explode. Um, Frank, looking at our team. Um, how do you feel like we did in, in that regard? Obviously, we do have the stacks. I do think we we had some bringbacks,
2: though, right? I don't. I don't think we wound up with any Raiders or Chiefs for oh, our bringbacks. Yeah, so-
1: I remember we tried to get some raiders, but we kind of we yeah. kind of um, missed you know, out a little bit on that. Technically,
2: we could have taken where we took Kittle. We could have taken Waller, and that still would have been a, a stack in that game. But either way, I'm I'm fine having the the 49ers stack. Uh, I think it started out well. I think kind of things kind of went a little haywire when we got uh, sniped a few times. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson pick is a uh, complete disaster. But Russell Wilson and Trey Lance is. Very fun at quarterback. I love that. Leonard Fournette, Zeke, Ken Walker, Chase Edmonds as our top four running backs. I feel very comfortable with that. Uh, Mark Ingram and Hassan Haskins as some late-round flyers there. Wide receiver, would like to have a better wide receiver too, admittedly, but we've got Debo Samuel, Amonra St. Brown, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk, Jahan Dotson. We've got Hamler to pair with Russell Wilson, and then a few late-round flyers with uh, Will Fuller, Byron Pringle and we've got Kittle stacked up with Trey Lance. So I think it's interesting. I would have liked to, to get a few bringbacks, but you know, you're kind of at the mercy of the draft with, with these, uh, with these best ball leagues and it just didn't work out that well uh, that and, way.
1: Yeah. And also at the mercy of where we were picking. I mean, I, obviously yeah. I think if we were picking maybe closer to the front. The the roster construction probably would have ended up being a little bit uh, different, but yeah, I agree. The receiver core, especially since we're, you know, starting a, a handful of receivers each week. Um, that's probably where our, our main weakness is. but listen this you know this is what's so cool about best ball because two minutes after this show we can go into another room and be like all right we're <laughs> gonna focus on receiver this time right right <laughs> yeah. for
3: you as long as your team is better than the the auto one that that i have i'm gonna share this with you guys in private like i don't even want anyone else to see this <laughs> awful team you guys still could laugh at it
1: fair enough so Florio, before we we get out of here um you know obviously we know we can find we know we can find you at rotoballer SiriusXM. xm can you tell us and on twitter at michael f florio uh can you tell us where else we can find you or maybe what you have coming up soon that everybody can see or hear from you
3: yeah so right now i have a i have a lot of content coming out with rotoballer and then shortly enough uh going to be going you know july hits and and at nfl network nfl fantasy um that's where we really will start picking up but right now every week there me and marcus grant uh, on the nfl fantasy football podcast so uh, make sure to check that out that's been a lot of fun this offseason talking about all the news but also just you know having some fun drafting some different things stuff like that so but you you said it twitter uh, mike at michael f florio that's the spot to get it all kind of in one
1: and frank everybody knows where to find you but i'm just curious what, what do you got coming up you got a baseball podcast tonight what's going on on, on fantasy baseball today
2: Baseball every single day. FBT, we've got it uh, Monday through Fridays on FBT and five, our five minute podcast. We have that come out on Saturdays as well. we we'll cover cover the latest prospects. So lots of baseball content still going on, slowly ramping up into the football content as well, doing a, lo- a bunch of these best ball drafts and overall just doing a bunch of research in the offseason. So it's a busy time, getting married, baseball, football, everything's ramping up. It's a lot of fun. Mike, it's going to be great to see you in a couple of days. Uh, oh. See ya. Hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll meet you in person one day too.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, soon enough. Well, that's that's going to do it for us on Fantasy Football Today DFS. We'll be seeing you next week. We are going to continue our offseason series highlighting DFS game theory, strategy, and player analysis, whether it's best ball, whether it's DFS, maybe just some redraft components. They're all kind of mixed in, right? So we'll see you next week uh, for another offseason series. See you later.